And welcome to the Diablo podcast. You're home for Diablo tryhards, diehards, casual and hardcore. And maybe after uh, two days ago, uh, returning Diablo 4 players. Uh, I am your host, Xanth. And I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, Nineball. Bye. The very notable Nerdworts. Hello. And we are, of course, brought to you by PureDiablo.com, uh, your home for an expansive Diablo wiki, an ever-growing community, and, of course, this podcast, Trinidad and Tobago's number one gaming podcast. Okay, I hit all of it yet again. I think I'm getting good at this. It only took um, over a year, but I can, I can kind of get it down. Um, uh, hashtag professional podcast. Yeah, that's true. It is. Um, and uh, a shout out to uh, anybody who's been through uh, all of our episodes or anybody who's uh, just joining us. We definitely do appreciate your listenership. Uh, you know, feel free to drop a comment on the old uh, the old Apple podcasts or, uh, uh, you know, I hate to say it, like and subscribe. Um, I think out of um, our. The algorithm viewership just just saying that word has already increased. Yeah, um, I I hate that it, it took us like forty some episodes before I actually said it. So there's that. Um, yeah, sound off. We we definitely do appreciate hearing from people. Um, okay, so Diablo Four. We have um, we've been in a rough spot. And we've talked about that. Um, we are closing out on season one. And we just found out a little bit more about season two. So the fireside chats uh, with Diablo 4's uh, Joe Shelley, Joe Piper, uh, Pez Radar. And I am blanking on the last one. Nineball? Uh, Antonio? Antonio, yeah. Um, they were gracious enough to come and hang out for about two hours and break down a lot of things about uh, Diablo 4. And, gentlemen, I, I was talking about a pre-show. I went on Reddit. I did. I go on Reddit. I go on Diablo Reddit. And it was weird, guys. Um... It was so weird because uh, people weren't upset. Um, there, there wasn't a bunch of all caps, rage posts, no memes. It was very weird because uh, it, it seems like we got a lot of really good stuff coming our way. And it's hard to complain about things that you've been asking for. Like when you finally get it. Uh, so what we're going to do tonight. Uh, and it is uh, October 5th, Leviathan. Uh, what we are going to do tonight is uh, just kind of chat about what we what we liked, maybe what we're still hoping for, and not do a bullet by bullet point. Um, you know, there there you can go check out the the notes if you want just that information. We're not a news podcast, really. Uh, we we don't put out enough episodes to do that, right? 
but we can uh if you've been if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you know that we like to talk and it was a two-hour live stream so we could easily turn that into six without breaking his life i I got work tomorrow morning we're we're gonna respect everyone's time um ours and yours listener um and not do that but i will state after uh tuning in yesterday uh, i caught the first half live and then i caught the second half um after it had finished uh i was really excited to actually chat with some people about this because I, there's a lot of cool things that um that i've been kind of looking forward to so let's uh let's go with the good right let's uh let's go with the good then we'll take a break in the middle for some bad and then we'll we'll compliment sandwich this okay because we're going to end on the good um i don't i don't want us to end on like all all drudgery uh we'll 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 just in the middle a little break for complaints and then back to the good uh so i'm gonna start first here with one of the things that i was pretty stoked about i wish i would have known a few weeks ago but still happy nonetheless uh dead hardcore characters renown will carry over finally um i wish i would have known a few weeks ago so i could have been a little bit more reckless but uh knowing that that is no longer a worry and just like a small thing to take off the plate was was very exciting for me that my my dead hardcore character will keep his renown and in tandem with that the bigger thing when it comes to hardcore is that scrolls of escape are finally going to work um essentially when i disconnect if i've got one there i'm going to be automatically portaled to safety and i don't have to worry about a disconnect death assuming i have one of them in my inventory which honestly i usually do at this point um that is exciting to finally eliminate disconnects does it allow for abuse they did kind of talk about that on the stream it does allow for that to happen but what can you do uh do you not implement it for the sake of some minor abuse i don't know but i'm i'm personally excited to be able to go back into hardcore and have one last thing to worry about so that was my first little good thing. I doubt that was the first thing for either of you. So what do you guys got? Top of the list. Top yeah. Yeah, I figured. I figured as much. So what do you guys got? Uh, I think probably one of my favorite things was, you know, something that you've heard me talk about for a very long time is that Uber uniques don't actually exist within this game. Um, and obviously there's the whole, you know, they're they're adding a reason to do a bunch of the in-game activities of Helltide, you know, Nightmare Dungeons, World Bosses, and such. Uh, but it kind of like all culminates in Uber Duriel. My favorite Demon Lord, my my absolute. I don't know which one of the seven is your guys's favorite. Duriel's always been mine, and so him being there, actually being able to like redo the fight, and you know, uh, not Uber Lilith terms of difficulty, but actually scaled up and being a challenge instead of just kind of like, oh, there was a boss. Uh, is going to be uh, a very, very nice change. But even if it's like a 1% chance killing him to have Uber Uniques drop means that there's a chance and that those items will exist. And, you know, they didn't specific the way that they framed they, that they phrased it during the stream. I'm perfectly fine with. They said, you'll know somebody that has an Uber Unique. 
you know, because I was just having some conversations with some other friends of mine um, that, you know, that that didn't understand just how rare the Uber uniques are in the game right now. But just, you know, I'm fine with not actually being able to go through and farm Duriel like hundreds of times and such. You know, I 100% see my casual ass going through and like maybe doing him a couple dozen times or something, not getting lucky on any of the rolls. But that's fine. One of the seasons down the road, I'll I'll eventually get it. It'll be it'll it'll be great. Nerd words, he's on my friends list. He'll get one. I'll be able to see him fully decorated. <laughs> that that is perfectly fine by me. So even if this change, like honestly, doesn't even affect me of being able to find one of them, just the fact that they are now actually in the game with an avenue in order to acquire them is probably for me one of the the bigger changes um in a in a list of like absolutely like great changes yeah they exist now they're relevant yeah, right they're exactly they, that, they're I mean, real that's it right yeah, yeah. yep it's, yeah. You know, it's like it's like one of those ones where if you were if you were like a diablo 3 player i would normally cap out somewhere around like paragon like 1200 1500 something like that you know like not not really like progressing like that far into the game but if you were the type of person that was going through and regularly getting like 2500 3000 3000 plus you will probably be, now actually be able to get like uber uniques Barring what the actual drop rate is, we don't know. I'm making assumptions here. I'm going on the positive side. Sue me. Um, but, you know, if you're that type of person that's, like, dedicating that many hours into a season, then you probably have a decent chance at least going through and acquiring, you know, a couple, at least one, you know, like, by the end, something like that. And I, I would, you know, add on to that. It it does then add an element to the game that has been missing, which is a chase, right? They were described initially as chase items. Yep. The problem was you were running from North America to Australia, and even then you might not have been able to chase it down. Um, like it just, it seemed impossible. Uh to know that there is a way to do it is exciting. And then it, it's one more thing that you could do. Now, we can argue that the the, the pool of Uber Uniques is still too small. Um, and, you know, the chase may not be as big, but that's you can build off of that, right? To know that it exists and that there is a way to do it in uh, Season 2 is exciting uh, because none of us have had uh, a Doriel's Visage or uh, a Shaco or a Grandfather or any of them. So it would be nice uh, to see them and then maybe get to play with them. And then there'll be more. And then we can chase more of them. Um, or heck, even you know, in tandem with Uber Uniques, the other part that is also exciting is target farming, right? We can target farm regular uniques. Yeah, and the, you know, um, the, from the phrasing in the stream, uh, like not one hundred percent sure the way that they had phrased it, but you know, there, there's, there's an avenue. You do, uh, you have to do nightmare dungeons. Uh, what was it? You have to do nightmare dungeons, hell tides, and um, whispers. Whispers. Yeah. In order to, in order to get the the three. Uh, bosses to unlock the materials that are required in order to summon Duriel. Uh, and uh, while you summon those bosses, those, those individual bosses, it was the Beast in the Ice, the Calvetic Lord, and uh, Vacheron, you know, which which is great. That was that was one of my asks, is keeping him in the game from, you know, season one. Um, uh, 
that those three bosses also have their own unique like loot tables. They can still drop like anything, but they there's specific uniques that only they can drop. Um, and not sure if they're like all brand new uniques that only they can drop, or like each class has like a set like unique that can drop. Like this boss has a much higher chance of dropping a lidless wall for necromancers, so on and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see the actual mechanics play out on that one. If that if that if they they have the chance of dropping like their own specific set like uniques that are only to that boss, or if they have a chance of dropping like a, a set list of class uniques. Yeah, and, and really I can I think speaking to that a little bit more, um we haven't really had the ability to do that in any Diablo game before, right? Diablo three loot just drops. Diablo two, there's levels and certain bosses are certain levels, so their loot pool can be thinner. But you mm-hmm. can't like, oh, I'm gonna go kill Mephisto because I want to get a Shaco. Yes, he can drop a Shaco. We can drop a lot of other stuff too. So I'll be yeah. curious how that works in Diablo. But it sounds good, and the ability to maximize or optimize your time better as a Diablo player is obviously a big win, right? That's really what Diablo is: is optimizing your 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 time, optimizing your gameplay as best you can. So, yeah, I also agree that's a that's a big win. I do want to come back to the hardcore thing real quick because uh, unfortunately, Xanth, I am a list guy. Uh, I gotta look at things to mm-hmm. do them because um, there's so much here. Um, but I do want to clear something up because after the the stream was over, um, Pez uh, Adam Fletcher did like flesh out a bit about the hardcore renown because there was some confusion on how that worked. Um, and you're absolutely right; it does carry over for sure. Um, but there was some belief out there that it didn't, so I just want to clarify that your renown does carry over as hardcore, even if your character has died, which is great. Um, now. The caveat there, though, is if your character died before season one started, that still does not count. So it has to be a new character you're playing currently, whatever, so on and so forth. Um, but no, I, I'm definitely excited about the bosses. I love, I mean, look, I love fighting Duriel. I'm excited to jump back into that fight and see what they've done with the uber version of it. The whole, like, killing bosses to get items to summon other bosses feels very uber anyway, right, from D2. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, D3. So I, I like that. In D3, they were terrible. So, or and realistically pointless, like aside from just completing your seasonal journey. So I'm hoping that it really does play out to be valuable and worth doing, because um, it didn't work out that way in Diablo three, but they didn't have targeted loot tables in Diablo three. So that's yeah. that's going to be interesting but to see. There was a time when it when they were worthwhile. It's like yeah. there there was a time when doing Uber small period of time. Not, yeah, yeah. Not not all classes could like benefit from it, but some some did like really. Yeah, uh, get a, a good boost from those. Well, if you needed, yeah, if you needed those amulets, yeah. you wanted an ancient one. Yeah, as a wizard, that was really never really a thing that we hunted, so it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Uh, really, so not versus, for any of those that I had played. Versus like a, a demon hunter, where they were always yeah. like best in slot. You know. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, the wizard passes were terrible, so hellfire amulet by default was pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think that's really awesome. I, I I was honestly really excited to see the other two bosses, Varshan. It's fine to fight, right? Um, it was cool. Like, I definitely didn't want him to go away, so I agree with Nine. Bringing him back is pretty awesome. Duriel, I'm, I know I'm going to love that. I'm super excited. It's just the you know the, the D2 lore there. The lore in general is pretty cool. Uh, but I'm excited about the new bosses. They looked really cool. They looked really different and interesting. Um, you know, how that plays out, I don't know. You know, do these end up being just loot pinatas for us that we, you know, down in 15 seconds pretty easy? Probably at some point in the season, yes. Especially after reading yeah. some of, like, Adam Jackson's tweets, because um, he's also kind of riffed on some things they talked about in the, the live stream as well, too, that um, implies there's going to be a great power creep 
um, in the season. So that's that's interesting too. But yeah, I'm definitely I agree with nine. Super excited about that. Um, I'll tell you, like I wasn't originally the season themes kind of whatever. Like I feel like the big win was really in the quality of life things, and there is a lot of them, a lot of quality of life things that are awesome. Um, for me, I think that was the big win. But before we go like deeper into that stuff, I think that everyone should really, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you should take a take a second and go to the blog and read the powers that are in the season. Because if you read those powers, because they didn't go over all the individual vampiric powers you're going to unlock as you play. And honestly, I think vampires are kind of stupid. Like, I'm not into vampires. That's not my thing. Um, I'm into zombies. I'm into things, but I'm just vampires have never been my thing. Um, Currently, like halfway through, like a vampire movie marathon that I started in September is ending. There are great vampire things, Uh, right? But it's a mixed bag, right? You know, you've got your Twilights and you've got your interviews with a vampire. There's, there's, there's various degrees of vampire things out there. So we'll see how it goes. However, I feel like both both of those involve sexy vampires, like that. You need you need a bigger contrast. Okay, fine. Thirty days of night vampires. Okay, right? there. Okay, there we go. Vampires a lot more. more I'm horror. just. I I feel like you you were gravitating too much towards sexy vampire. I mean, that is. I would say eighty to eighty five percent of vampire like literature mm-hmm. is sexy vampire. Sexy vampire. Whole mystique. These like, vampires don't seem sexy in D four. Ugly, nasty, evil vampires are way cooler. I yeah. digress. Um. But the point is, is that you should check out the blog because the vampiric powers, there's a lot of them and they really do seem pretty impactful. Um, I don't want to go through like all of them right there, but there's some really cool stuff that does look interesting. And it looks like these powers won't take up item slots. So that's cool. <laughs> that, that seems really good. Um, you know, so now will it end up like season one where everyone's just using the barber? Maybe we'll see. Um, you know, but I think that the the spread of powers that they're adding in in that vampiric like module they have that they're you know that you'll unlock it, it seems really interesting and, and more interesting after the stream again that part of it felt very kind of like meh whatever quality of life stuff is what i was excited about but after reading the blog that stuff looks really cool so i'm really interested to see how that plays out um so but maybe can, you... can we talk about town can we talk mm. about town? because that yeah. i'll be honest with you most of these changes are so good, right? They're so good, and, and I'm so glad they're happening, but they feel like layups. Like, fucking dust. <laughs> right? So you added a stash that we didn't have to walk, like, five screens away to get to in all of the towns. In fact, multiple stashes that are closer to the center of town and the waypoint. That's awesome! But there's no way that through internal and external testing that no one said that. They had to have known that, right? So it's just like... Feels like a little bit of a layup, but hey, it's a win. We'll take the win. Moving the Obel's vendor to the center, um, adding an occultist to the Tree of Whispers waypoint, which is already the best and most efficient waypoint in the game. Now it definitely is. I'll be there every time, which also means it'll probably be packed with people, which is going to be interesting. Uh, depending and on only ever see 12. Right. Well, but that's in the world. I thought in the towns it could be up to 40. Okay. And which yeah. one does that consider? Right? Yeah. So I don't know if that... If that it's a waypoint, so you'd think it would be considered a town point, but I don't know. We'll see. How that's a lot of stash tabs. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that, that's, that's, oh, God. Uh, I don't want to trigger uh, nine again. So uh, <laughs> very, very excited about that. Very, very excited about that. So I, I think that's the big, one of the biggest things for me is just the time saver of just that. Like, it's, it's going to reduce my time in town, and there's other things going to reduce my time in town as well. 
Uh, and that is what I want. Um, I don't want Town Simulator, and Diablo 4 at times could feel like spending a little more time in town than I really wanted to. So I'm excited about that, for sure. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that change. Um, yeah, less time in town is a very good thing. Uh, I also do, if we're going for like small little things that make a difference, um, being able to just write out, skip the story now if you've completed the prologue, um, I, it's, it feels very small. And most of us have already completed the story. It's not a big deal. But I'm playing through with my son, um, and he hasn't finished the story yet. So he wasn't able to do any of the season mechanics. And, we, and it was harder because I don't want to play my season character, right? So it means next season, he can just join me. He's done the prologue, you know? Um, that's kind of nice. Like, that's a nice little thing. I'm like, okay, the game's been out. If you never made it through the story, we don't want to... We don't want to prevent you from enjoying seasonal content. So just skip it and come and do that. Um, I do like I'm on the fence about like the way seasons are are implemented, that they're kind of distanced from the story. Um, but also, I kind of like it, too. Uh, it, it's tough. Um, the way a Path of Exile season goes is, you know, you still have to go through the acts and you encounter the story through, you know, the, the way the campaign works out. Um, whereas now, you know, you have the ability to skip the acts and, and sometimes maybe there's layers of redundancy where you have less of those benchmarks. Um, but I don't hate it either. What are your thoughts on this as the seasons have been, and we see it again, you know, like it's not integrated into the main campaign very much encouraged to skip the the campaign to go enjoy the seasonal content well you know so during the stream itself you know they go through and they talked a little bit about the the lore and the reasoning behind like the season of blood of the vampires and such uh, the the reason that we're able to like fight off the the controlling aspect of being turned into like a vampiric thrall is because of us having um, consumed the blood of Lilith. So, you know, playing through the prologue just to get that story beat, uh, you know, kind of like makes me think that whereas like season one didn't have too much besides like, oh, you're the hero. You know, this one at least is kind of going back and tying into, um, you know, one of the central story points of uh, Diablo 4 and the, the blood of Lilith and such. So I imagine that they'll probably do some little things like that with the continuing, that if that's where the cutoff point is, that anything that they reference might at least kind of like stay within there because you at least you at least got that story and you kind of can figure, oh, we beat Lilith at the end. You know, you can figure that that out. Uh, I wouldn't mind more, obviously, you know, um, it going through and having a, a bit, uh, you know, more to do with some of the story points and such that had happened, but I imagine that's probably what they're going to save, like, the expansions for. And that then, you know, if we're getting yearly expansions, that means they really only have to come up with, you know, the, the four seasonal story beats in that, well, you know, once the expansion comes out, you beat the prologue and then beat, like, the prologue for the expansion, you know, or you just jump right into the story at that point, something along those lines. Yeah, I keep you keep you. You're always kind of like kept, you know, up to date with like what the story is. And then the seasonal themes will reference 
something that's that's quick and easy uh to do but because you know i i even though lore and story is very important to me i know it's very important to nerd words but it is one of those ones that most people that play these games don't care and that hurts me but you know they they don't and so giving them the option to play that they how they want to play you know how can uh how can i argue against it yeah i think that um I think that I, I mean I completely agree. The, the biggest thing for me is, is I just hope it it fits the story of Diablo 4 thus far. You know, I think they did a good job with season one, feeling like hey, like this very much felt like it could be a part of Diablo 4. It didn't feel completely like off the wall and in and out of left field. The vampire stuff because of the the vampiric presence in the game as you play through it. Uh, I mean, look, and they were there in the sense of, like, you could kind of consider Bloodlords vampires throughout Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, um, and even Diablo 1. I mean, I believe Bloodlords were in Diablo 1 as well. But it wasn't like, we're vampires, right? It was kind of just like they just pulled blood from you, right? So I'm curious to see how they tie that in and how Lord Zier ties into really just the 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 fight against hell in general, right? Is he hell adjacent? Is he against hell, right? Is this a whole different threat that is, like, uh, separate from hell that's... You know, do the vampires fight demons? Like, there's a lot of, like, interesting dichotomies they can play with there. But it's also probably one of those gameplay-trumping lore-type situations where they just want to add in a cool mechanic, and this is a way to do it. So I really want to see how they execute it. But they have some potential there to do some really cool stuff. And again, like Nine said, uh, story matters, so I hope it's really cool. If it's not, I'll be okay. But, you know, I hope it's really, really cool. Um, but I'm not put off by it. Like, I th like, when they first said vampires, I was like, oh, God. All right, cool. And now I'm like, okay, well, let's see. And like the little shots we've seen look pretty cool, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I mean, if you I, if you've seen I'm if hopeful. you've seen the screenshot of Lord Zier himself, you know, you were mentioning earlier, you you know, less sparkly vampires, more ugly yeah. vampires. Yeah, he's, he's very ugly. ugly. He he's very ugly. ugly. Yeah, he's very ugly. He also looks kind of derpy in his steepled fingers. <laughs> like, oh. but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for sure. We'll see how it goes. I hope I feel that way a weekend to the season, um, with Lord Zier, because Lord Zier is one of the bosses that we'll be able to fight. Like, not he's not like an uber boss, but he's one of the bosses you have to farm to get the pieces to summon Uber Durial, I believe. Correct? Uh, I'm not. Sure. Maybe that was Barshan, and uh, there's a whole there's a whole you tree. Uh, yeah. You guys can go look at it. I don't know if that's accurate or not off the top of my head, but I do know oh, that there was a whole tree in the live stream. Yeah, I want to say that he was one of the ones that was like, him and Lilith are disconnected from Duriel. Um, go away, YouTube ad. I do not care. Um, <laughs> so it, it, looking at the tree, it seems to say that it's literally just the echo of Vashran and then actually the, the Galvanic uh, saint. The, okay, uh, so it was Greek, not him. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it was not him. And I mean, like, according to the tree, I thought I remember them saying that we also had to fight the, the beast in ice I in order too. to summon Duriel, but he's not part of the Duriel tree, so. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, either way, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I agree with Nine. I am excited. Look, any new story elements in Diablo continues to flesh the world out and make it bigger and better. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out. I just hope it's not stupid. I feel like that's a fair ask. It, I'm, no notes. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't make it stupid. Okay. Um, I think that's that's fair. Um, okay. So here's another question. We've seen in season one new powers and, and build ideas put onto 
gems, right? I mean, like we can just call them gems. Um, we're seeing new build and powers put onto these vampiric selections, right? Uh, so essentially, we're we're gaining more power from our gear, while the skill tree itself and maybe paragon boards are still a little light. Um, do you think we're ever going to see the stuff that we're seeing in season one, season two here? Because th there is a sense of impermanence about it, shifting to the skill tree, shifting to the paragon board, so that these are not because eventually if, if if these are to go core if we were to say that we're going to be juggling so many different systems to put builds together as opposed to having them in the ideal spot now hang on a second we can't go negative yet you said oh no no oh no 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 i'm trigger me into a negative place so we okay and i i apologize i apologize for that triggering to answer your question without getting negative because i'll come back to it later is yeah yes i agree with you i think that this is we are in diablo 4 beta version 2 now we're about to enter beta version 3 and that these are beta level changes these are things that should have been addressed in endgame betas that i know existed out there uh the, the town things the the different nightmare sigil things which we'll talk about um, a lot of these things, and I think that these powers, both with the malignant, the season of malignant, and with the vampiric powers, is a way for them to test. Okay, how does the the everything shift in the game with adding these powers? And I would be shocked if those don't become legendary aspects later, unique items later, or like you said, expanded skill tree later. Right? I think that if some of these become like, oh god, I've got to use this for my build because it's just so powerful, right? That's a great way for them to go, okay, this power worked great, let's just bank that power, and then maybe they add that into a you know, season six as a unique item or something. So I, I would be shocked if they didn't. So I, I thought that, that that's really the design intent in general, is just to test the water for new things, and that's what they did through Diablo 3 seasons, is what Path does often as well too, and I, I see that very very much happening with Diablo 4. I mean, it's a, it's like a common thing in like World of Warcraft. The uh, the yeah. borrowed power is like the yeah. way is kind of like what the mechanic is referred to, um, where the power is coming from an item or a seasonal mechanic of something that isn't permanent to your character. And once that expansion season or whatever is over, then it goes away. And something yep. that you know I've I've seen in World of Warcraft for a very long time is that very impactful like trinkets, set bonuses, or uh, legendaries um and thing various other aspects of like borrowed power from throughout an expansion that were like kind of like class defining yep. that once they got into the next expansion they would just roll into like the base class you know this is just now a passive or a skill or a, a talent choice or something along those lines and so it was yep. actually for me a little bit surprising that I had I'd already messaged you guys, you know, when we were talking before the stream, what your thoughts were was I was thinking that when they're mentioning vampiric powers and such, where like the, the malignant hearts were nice, but I figured that it was time that they start making uh, additions to the skill tree. And it was because it was also one of those ones where we see that like Vashran is going to be kept on and uh, malignant mobs are going to be kept on. They won't be dropping hearts. Um, but they'll Hang be on, like little. Out. I thought you said malignant moms just now, and that made mm. me very happy. Anyway, sorry. I I also heard malignant moms. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man. Yep. No. Um. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> the uh, 
where was my point going? The uh, that one of the things that we would see is that these vampiric powers would be like temporary additions in the skill trees for all the classes, and that like anything that was like really cool or really powerful that they could just like keep on as like a a passive or like a, a one of the like a new core skill just for this season but it was like right. really impactful so we'll maybe modify another core skill or we'll keep it on or something along, something along those lines it's still something that they can do because it is kind of like its own skill tree um that you know that they're they're adding in you know into the game you know it's like oh if one skill tree wasn't enough how about two skill trees yeah um you know and yeah, in a paragon board. Uh, well, you know, so it would be one of those ones where you know, just uh, going about it in a way where it becomes you know additive to the rest of the game and the you know my season three experience um, and beyond and such. You know, uh, you know, would be cool. What and, like empowered combo points in World of Warcraft for the rogue? Exactly what you're talking about. They introduced that in Shadowlands, and that became baseline in the character skill tree in uh, the new expansion in Dragonflight. So. Yeah, I, it's it's a Blizzard thing, but a lot of games do it too. Use those seasons to test great powers and see how they they shake things up. And if they work great, then hey, let's add it in. Yeah, I mean the, the uh, concept of like borrowed power is just it's really common across like RPGs in general. So yeah, definitely interested to see how it shakes. I mean, first I I'm very excited to play with those new powers. Um, I'm looking forward to new builds and definitely just different ways to play the Druid. Um, I get a bat. No, right. New pets. Um, so it, it is it is exciting for that. But then it's also you know looking to the future. I I thought some of the malignant hearts were were cool, and I would like to be able to have that access somewhere else, right? Um, and then I'm sure it'll be the same thing with these powers. And, and it, one of the one of the criticisms is around the skill tree for Diablo. So it seems like a logical place to be able to kind of work these in. Uh, I, if we if we are talking on the, the positive side still though, I do appreciate the class agnostic part of it. Uh, the limited pool for malignant hearts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, Oh, I, I'll, I'm making limited choices, but now for all these vampiric powers to be more focused on every class is, awesome uh you know to not have like okay i just choose this one because it's the only one that works but i'm gonna have to do more thought i'm all for that it's actually it's something that again bringing up world of warcraft but it's a it's a common problem for um you know anyone that's making something for like uh big games with large player bases in a like a large number of like uh classes or um you know, archetypes that exist within the game is that all the time that you would spend developing something that is specifically just for this class and just for this spec is time that is not being developed for all the other specs and classes that exist within your game. Um, so it, it's one of those ones that you you will probably see that the well, like the vast majority of um, seasonal bonuses and stuff will be more like this one where they are class agnostic because all of that development time of going through and developing, you know, the vampiric power that allows you to summon a bat, you know, is it going to be the best for all classes? No. Is it going to be the best for any class? Maybe not, but it will 
it will it's still something that is just usable by every class and isn't it isn't like segregated from anybody so everybody gets to experience it everybody gets to use it as a tool if they want to and it's just you know like that was all of your development time just make that one ability versus well we have five classes so then we have to then make five of those abilities and then spreading up that you know that dev time in order to do you know things of that nature you know when you're going through and you're looking at it from like a the limited time limited resources uh aspect it just it makes a lot more sense to build generic things and class specific ones not saying class specific ones are cool they're really nice i enjoy them legion like that was great you know but also you know it doesn't doesn't have to exist in every season um okay i'm i, I feel like i'm uh dominating here but i i feel like we've talked about this a lot and seeing it and hearing it was not what i expected but uh you you can see it under experience and monster leveling uh prevent monsters from being less powerful as character level increases by making monsters in world tier three and four match the current player level at a minimum after levels 55 and 75 respectively how many change how many times have we brought this up yeah. in the past several weeks about how it just felt wrong and they did go into it during the the fireside of like wanting to give you know the the feeling of destroying enemies in the open world because you were way more powerful but it ended up just feeling bad because you couldn't get any xp from them this feels good i'm excited for this in tandem with the fact that we're already going to want to be in the open world again more with the the new um vampire camps that are going to be spawning and stuff like that and then hell tides are going to be more rewarding and and like it's just layers and layers of why this is even better but just that simple little thing right there is going to make my playtime so much more enjoyable and decrease the kind of slog that happens post 55 60 70 whatever it might be um and then we also learned that getting to 100 is 40 percent faster yeah so like one of the one of those ones where one of the biggest complaints was you know the uh the game doesn't respect my time and forcing me to do kind of like a soulless grind well it's that grind is a, a hell of a lot less now you know so that's uh uh, in in my book, at least, is a positive change. Yeah, um, as an elitist with multiple level 100s, how do you feel about that, nerd words? I, <laughs> um, I actually feel the opposite. So I will, first, let me start with the first thing you mentioned. I love the level change. That's huge. Because now if I want to just go run dungeons and not do the stupid fucking nightmare schedules, I can do that. And that's great. That's what I wanted the ability to do. I mean, I could do it, but at a much like decreased level. So it would take a lot longer to, to level it up. But I think that's a huge change. I'm glad they reverted it. Um, I wish they would own the fact that it was a bad change and just say that just for my own, like my soul, my pride. But it's fine. It's OK. They don't have to. Um, but um, I... And, and maybe I'm, I'm in the minority here, right? This is obviously my opinion. <laughs> this is not the expressed opinion of PureDiablo.com or my my co uh, co co people here. But well, I haven't heard it. I might agree with it. 
I didn't think that the 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 level 100 grind was that bad. In fact, I thought it was already a little too light. I liked the level 100 grind in the the preseason. I thought that was fantastic. The problem wasn't how long it took to get to 100. The problem was that how boring it was getting to 100 because of what you had to do to do it, right? I think that like keeping the journey as long as it was but making it more interesting on the way would would be an answer. This is a great band-aid. But like, I don't want this to be like Diablo three, where you spend an hour and a half, and then you're level seventy, and then then you're just you're in the end game at that point, right? And not to say that the end game starts at level one hundred, because it does not in Diablo three or Diablo four. So I'm not implying that, but I just like if this means that I will hit level one hundred and spend a little more time playing the game than I did this past season, that's awesome, right? But if I know anything about ARPGs, especially seasonal content that don't have leaderboards, when I hit level one hundred and I'm geared. I'm done. So this just means I'll be done faster. I could be wrong, but at a glance, this I didn't see that as a positive change. I liked the length of to level 100. I liked that it took a little bit to grind. I liked that not everyone was hitting a level 100. Um, and it's just a time investment. It's not difficult. It just took more time. But I also understand the other side of it, right? Like I, I get it too. It's just my personal take on it. I mean, if we're if we're just going off of you know, like the whole 40% faster. Even on the new system, like I'm not hitting level 100, you know, sure. uh, unless unless it like significantly like increases my playtime. Because uh, well, what is it like? I I uh, this past weekend, um, uh, Neve finally caught up to me in levels, uh, and so we we knocked out our uh, the seasonal journeys, and we went through. We did some PvP. We did the world bosses, and you know, got uh, got her her 43, and so uh, finished the seasonal journey, and that's it. I'm done. You know, but you know, I I did it all at 87. Which, if it's 40 percent faster, that's not 100. You know, right. So we'll, we'll see. No, for sure. I just think that like it's 40 percent faster, but then they're also like a separate from that 40 percent faster, like increasing the bonuses to be multiplicative for XP gains, and they're increasing the like now the incense are going to give XP as well too. So there's just other things that contribute to that too. I think all of that combined, well, it, it just maybe well, anything, all, of, that, could be all of that combined is the 40%. Factor. That's not how it reads in the blog, and that's why I was bringing it up because it, it's separate. Like they're separate entities. It says bullet point: decrease this time spent to level 100, making the journey about 40% faster. The experience gained from killing monsters at level 50 plus has been significantly increased and rises steadily as you level. And then there's three more bullet points that uh, like that outline additional changes to the XP as well too. So it's like that makes me believe that those are that that forty percent is before you get to those other three things. And again, I could be wrong. I I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean specifically like listening to them go through and talk about the changes like in the stream, like yeah, they were going through and talking about it. Like these are the things that are gonna make gonna fill that to be like the forty percent faster with the multiplicative changes, all that sure. other type of stuff. Yeah. Which I mean, okay, so if I spent two weeks playing, now I'm gonna spend eight days playing. Yeah, which is like one of those ones where it's like you know well. You, you say eight days, but like if the actual in-game loop that they they've added in is interesting, it's gonna be you're gonna go back to two weeks. And see, and that brings me to my key point. Are we doing the negative point yet? <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get some preface. Okay. There's a lot if, of good stuff we haven't talked about. But yeah. That's true. Um. Okay. We're gonna take a small break here to go and become negative Nancys. Nice. So you guys know I'm good at that. If negative nerd words, if you will. (laughs) So if you are riding high right now 
and all the Diablo news. And there's even more to come because there's another one of these on the 10th. Yeah, oh, man. Um, but if you're riding high on that and you're just like, you know what? I just want to enjoy this. Okay, take a moment. Um, I'm going to set a timer here. We're going to do 10 minutes. 10. I'm going to, I'm going to stick. I'll go. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do 10, we're going to do 10 minutes of our complaints. And then we're going to go back to the good stuff. Okay. So, uh, if you are listening in again, you want to just, uh, mute a little bit or just fast forward, I guess. Uh, I often listen to podcasts in the car. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, quick on the fast forward, but you know, just, it's okay. Turn it down. All right, uh, timer goes now. I'm still auto-salvaging Lightning Storm, Drifting Shades, and I think Backstabbers is worse than it was prior. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with all of those sentiments, actually. Um, yeah. It Okay, yeah, that was really fast, and I, now you put... <laughs> so, um, I'm just look, giving you time. <laughs> sure, that's fair. I'm, I'm not going to take up 10 minutes. I think that the thing for me is is that like I, I want to preface by saying we haven't gotten to the rest of the positive things yet, and there's a lot more positive than negative. I don't think this addressed the core problems of the game. I think that all the changes were quality of quality of life layups that, that were announced. I mean, we all knew it that played any amount of the beta. We knew all these things needed to change. Positioning in town, teleporting straight into a nightmare dungeon instead of outside the fucking nightmare dungeon. Like, it doesn't take a, a grade A designer to figure that out. It just takes a person with well, a brain who's ever played a video I, game. I will um, stop you there. Like, because remember, they explained, they went to great detail of the whole thing about the nightmare dungeons is that it teleporting outside the nightmare dungeons was the quick fix in order to right. get it done in time, but their intention was to teleport in. It's just, this is how they're going to be able to implement it. I, and, and, and no, and I get that. But my point is the game went live without the ability to teleport to De Nightmare Dungeons to begin with. Like, that's that's my point. Is, is it like a lot of these quality of life things that anyone who's played this game for a week knows, and these people have been making this game for years. So you would think that some of them would have been obvious. Now, again, I'm glad that they're happening. It is huge that they're happening, and I'm very happy that they are. And I think we talked about on several podcasts you know, over the last few that this game is going to be, I think, in its full better form in about a year. I think in about a year it's going to be about where, where we want it to be a little bit better. And I think all these are massive changes in the right direction. But the vampiric system and the UI for it feels very, very mobile game. They're adding in, like, like four or five new currencies uh, between the, the the crafting materials that drop from for gems now, which is good, but still it's a new currency, right? And then you've got currencies that are going to drop from the vampiric powers, and then there's the whole um, divi what is it? Um, ferocity, divinity, eternity pieces uh, they're going to drop to get those vampiric powers and unlock those vampiric powers. Uh, and then you also have like the pieces to summon Uber Durial. So like they're just they're, and they're all called different things that just sound convoluted. And again, I said this when before Diablo 4 launch, there was I already felt like there were too many currencies and it felt confusing. Obviously, playing the game, it's not that confusing, but it's just like, is it really that necessary to have so many different currencies? Um, and we just we're, we keep adding more. And I, and I think about this in the sense of like, I am fine with it. But my girlfriend playing the game. I know she's going to look at it. And she's going to go, yeah, uh, I'm going to need you to walk me through this. So it's really just me bitching and moaning because I'm going to have to like, it, like take my girlfriend through a tutorial to explain her how, how it works. Um, so it's probably more of a personal thing. Seven already? Shit. No, no, no. You have seven more minutes is no, what no, I'm saying. I'm okay, good. Uh, you're still doing Nightmare Sigils. And all of these quality life changes are great. 
but all the changes tell me at least my hypothesis and obviously it's a guess it is not fact is that i will play the game less be done faster and i still don't have an end game to grind yes i can go grind uniques i can target from those uniques and i can fight dirty i'm gonna fight the hell out of dirty i'm so excited about it but what am i going to do with that after and that is a diablo problem that's always been a problem um so I think that these are great things, and I think they would be greater if there was something then to take and, and do with that. And I think that that'll come in season three, season four, season five. So again, steps in the right direction, but a lot of them feel like they were easy wins. Um, and I hope it doesn't mean that I play the game less this season than I did in season one. That's not the first time that I've heard that, you know, that the in-game, you know, boss loop that they're adding in is not in-game. Um, but I, I have to ask you, what is endgame then? I mean, it, it's not that it's not endgame. It is endgame, right? It's the end of yeah. the game. But I'm saying, well, like, I mean, you ju- I just, I just wanted to point out because you specifically said that there still is no endgame. Well, okay. There's, There's yeah. nothing to do. Okay, the endgame with Diablo, with Diablo two, with Diablo three, with Diablo one, after you beat the campaign, is to increase your power. Diablo 3 is the only Diablo that found a way to channel that power in a way that made you feel like you were progressing towards something and using it for something once you got it, right? Once I get my Shaco, what do I go do with it? If I've already beat my Nightmare Sigil 100, if I've already taken down Uber Lilith, and I've already checked those boxes, I just feel like I will be done with the game at that point. Um, it's not a problem. It's just it's just been a constant Diablo thing for a long time. That's why like a leaderboard system or some sort of system in that regard to take that power or a PvP arena of some kind, something where I could take that power that I've gained and that grinding that I spent grinding those bosses to get those items and then use it for something is what I'm looking for. Um, I'm still going to play the game, but again, if I'm going to get to 140% faster, I, I, I just feel like I'll be done faster. And I could be dead wrong, and I promise you I will own that on the podcast next time if I am wrong. But we'll see. That's it. No. I only need five. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's funny because I see people going through and being like, oh, they still don't have an end game. I'm going to go back to Diablo 2. It was like, what the there's fuck no are end- you doing? Right, like, there's yeah. no end game in Diablo 2 either. Yeah, no, and yeah. I, I, that's why I'm saying it's not a Diablo 4 problem. It's a Diablo 2 problem as well. It, it was it, it's a it's just the difference is that the Diablo 2 loot grind is more interesting. So I find myself leaning back towards that more. Um, and there's there's where I will go to my negative. Um, right, this doesn't none of this fix that. I I, fix I think the skill tree and itemization are things that that have to be hit sometime in the next year. Um, yeah. We need a loot 2.0 because that that is really the the last little piece that's missing. And what I, what I think I'm seeing right now is the establishing of that loot treadmill, right? Of like how do you, how do you find it? How do you get it? How do you get more of it? How do you you know go through that whole cycle? That we the the same reason we we've killed Mephisto thousands, if not millions, of time. Um, our it, ears it, bled it, and our eyes right. fell out of our face. Yes, it, because each time there was always that chance that I'm going to get that next little thing that I've never got before, the thing that I'm chasing, and I'm going to keep doing this because there's some fun in it, right? Or I'm going to slaughter fields of cows because that's where I know I can maybe find this rune that I'm looking for. That next cow might for. be jaw. It might be right. Jaw. So <laughs> it might be jaw. And unfortunately, the way the itemization works right now, there isn't that, right? It, right. The pool 
is a little limited and and we are going to see something okay i've got like three more minutes um so we are we are going to get a little bit about like some unique reworks next week but that's not fixing itemization itself um i think you know the push into more uh, class agnostic things might help with itemization but ultimately um whites and blues need to have a purpose again uh like calling back to no, and that's and we will leave that line of demarcation between us, Nimbo. Um, but having something uh, to do with them, I would love. I feel like Diablo Four is the game that can bring back Rune Words. I think that's a good chase. Um, but I'm not going to fix itemization. I'm just going to admire the problem and say it needs some work, and the the skill tree needs some work. Um, but no, I'm going to save this. For, I, I have I have one more point, but I, that we're that'll be for the the compliment sandwich. So okay. uh, we got two more minutes of complaints. Two more minutes. Uh, you know, get it out. I don't agree that rune words uh, should go into Diablo Four at all, and I definitely don't want to change this, the blue items. You're insane. Hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. This 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 is com this is complaints. I don't this is it. This is it. Disagree with. Overlay, but I'm pointing at him right now. <laughs> other direction. You're pointing at me. But um, on my again, screen, I'm pointing at him. No, see, so you would. But um, hey, this isn't argue with me. This is complain. You're not supposed to complain at me about me. Like that's see, this. This was our ten minutes to complain <laughs> about anything I want. That's it. That's right. I should have been more. I want you to unsay that because I don't. I don't. I. The rune word grind in Diablo 2 is fun and it's good in a sense, but it also broke the game completely. Oh, like, why do anything besides go go for spirit? And I don't want to right. see that in Diablo 4 where every character's running around with a goddamn spirit sword. Like I don't I don't want yeah. that. But I also like. Let's be honest. We have this 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 live stream coming up on the 10th, and there sounds like there's some significant itemization changes. So that could shift some things. But like, unless I can start trading, I will say they. I believe, unless I'm mistaken, you could trade the vampiric powers or something with the vampiric powers. Correct. So mm -hmm. that would create an economy. I'm I'm not sure if it was vampiric powers, but you can trade the parts to some. That's right Durio. for the ubers for the uber bosses. Yeah. Right. So so there's something now. What is you know I don't I don't know how valuable or how hard it's going to be to obtain those things so we'll see how that all plays out but i think that what diablo 4 is missing is a community economy i think that that is what's missing and it's create and it's missing that economy because the itemization is just not it's not terrible there's definitely been worse um i just don't think that it's the best it can be and it's not the best it's gonna be i, I definitely I, I see things that they could do to make it much better in the future I, again, I'm a proponent for all the legendary aspects that exist. If they were just in your skill tree, it's a much more interesting system. Um, Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel. We're together and brighter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those skeletons deal 40% more damages. Your legendary affects and your skeletons have world um, unique. That's it. Yeah. Okay. It is. It is now officially time. That's not fair. China. Okay, I got. Fuck, fuck lightning storm. Fuck drifting shade. And I, don't like the I don't like the backstab change. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna shift into um, back to good things, and um, one of the things 
that uh, I wanted to bring up and are negative, but it's not a negative. Um, if you've been paying any attention, and, and um, Pure Diablo does have a, a sister uh, site in which they focus on uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk put out a pretty substantial new release. Um, Cyberpunk was much maligned when it came out and has been getting glowing reviews. Um, I think there's something there. Now, I don't want to wait three years for Diablo 4 to be in this place where people are going, this game is amazing now, right? That's a long time to wait. But it feels like we're seeing a lot of those things happen right now. It's starting with small, with quality of life things that absolutely should have happened at the beginning. But then it leads to much bigger things that make the game keep moving well beyond um, its initial shelf life that we might have seen. So I'm very excited, and I felt like it was an apt uh, comparison after like so when i first heard cyberpunk and and to 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 see some of the stuff that that's coming around about it i had definitely written it off like uh i guess i'll just miss it but now i've actually been intrigued and if i wasn't so busy playing so many other goddamn games i would go and pick it up it's just like the worst time um it's but time. eventually yeah so I, I never even played Cyberpunk, but that had to have been probably one of the best marketing lines I had ever heard. <laughs> I platinum Cyberpunk uh, the like second weekend it was out, and I thought it was a great game. And yeah, it had bugs, but it wasn't any worse than any Bethesda release, release ever. So, yeah. I mean, it just, it, I, I thought it was a good game. I played it, on console, though, not on PC, so I didn't have the troubles that a lot of PC players had, so... Yeah. Just just something about Idris Elba looking me straight in the eye through the camera and saying right. the game is fixed. Like yeah, that that that's the answer. Bring Idris Elba into season yeah. three or season four as the character. They got Gemma Chan. Now get Idris Elba and we'll we'll call it good. That's it. Um, I mean, it could work. Well, I think that all of what like what you just said is kind of adjacent to the actual problem that that Diablo Four had. And, and it's not that the game is, is bad. It's not a bad game. It's not a bad game. It's a great game. Campaign was really good. I've gotten hundreds of hours out of it, and I'm going to get hundreds more. It's just that, like, if there once you get to a certain point, the, the compelling nature of it falls off. And when you've got Starfield, you've got Baldur's Gate, you've got Final Fantasy 16, you've got Armored Core, you've got Phantom Liberty for Cyberpunk, right? Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage dropped last night, and that's, like, all I'm, like, chomping at the bit to go play. Um, you've got, you know, the, the, if you're a Call of Duty fan, Modern Warfare 3 is coming out. Super Mario Brothers Wonder is coming out. You've got Spider-Man 2 on place. I mean, man, I really am ignoring a lot of games to go play a game that has nothing for me to do in it right now. That's the problem. It's 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 more so that it's a very competitive year, and that's great for us, the consumer. So mm -hmm. it's going to force the blizzard, the hands at Blizzard to, to do better. Um, and look, credit to the team, man. They have been super transparent and, and talked with us and honest, and they've rolled back changes that were shit changes right so uh changes that no one liked um and they've they've wound those back um kudos to them they're, they're learning through the iteration process it's just again feels like a beta um but we need to go to the positive right yeah positive yeah. stuff well i you know and this is this is a positive that it's getting yeah, better 
it's yeah. a huge positive because the developers are reacting in real time to you know player feedback. feedback. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I completely Not, agree. And you know, I I have some expectations for the chat on the tenth. And I'm pretty sure that they're going to be saying some things that not everybody's going to be happy with, but that's yes. their job as a developer to nerf the things that need to be nerfed and yep. make change, make, you know, perceived negative changes when they need to. People are going to hate it, but people will forget it in the long run. You know, as long as as long as you continue to go through and make good, impactful changes that moves the game forward and those negative changes, you know, are like warranted, you know, yeah. so. Well, and there, there are elements of Diablo 4, specific affixes on items and, and stats that you can collect that are inherently broken and more powerful than everything else without question. Those need to be brought in line and other things need to be moved up to be more competitive with those options, to create a better itemization system for everybody. And it sounds like we're probably getting some, some of those things, which you're right, is going to create some emotions. But... I think that needs to happen too. It's going to be huge. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would like to see player power be reduced pretty significantly because um, I already think it's, I mean, we're in season one and we're like the, the barber power made us ridiculous. Like people just smashing Uber Lilith, smashing nightmare Tier 100 without like bugs, right? Just using the, those mechanics is, is nuts. Um, but we talk about quality of life changes. I think that the, we're gonna say end game activities uh, changes are really nice. Um, you the, say it. <laughs> well, I had to. Uh, but yeah, Legion events uh, are gonna spawn more often. World bosses are gonna spawn more often. The timers are gonna be longer and more visible, which is great. Like all of those things are super good. Um, gold and experience rewards are going up for Helltide chests for cashing in grim favors. Will we still? Will Will we do those still? I hope because I kind of liked interacting with the tree whispers, but it just feels like after a certain point, you just don't. It's not worth the investment of time anymore. Unless you just happen to be right by one and do it. Well, you need to do whispers to get one of the to get to Varshan, right? Right. I I know, but again, once I've gotten, again, that's why I don't call it an endgame system. Am I gonna be doing that if I'm level 100 and I've been 100 for three weeks? Am I still doing tree whispers? I hope that answer is yes. I don't think the answer is gonna be yes, but I hope so. And I guess it really will come down to you know which is which is the question how how engaging are those new world boss systems going to be because one of them is specifically. Uh, the tree whispers, right? Um, right. And uh, what was I gonna say? The and you know for the the definition that you put forth, I actually don't see you doing it outside of that. Like you could potentially go through and trade for those pieces now as well. Right. So you don't even really have to engage with it because they they are adding some like nice changes to where the the item rewards that you get from the tree of whispers, you know, are uh, bumped up. Because and, they're and align changing with the right item too. Yeah, and and so yeah, when you go through and you open a you know a epic chest or a legendary chest of chests and one chest drops, everything else is like boots. Yeah. You know? yeah. Now now it will That's all be fixed. chest pieces. Yes. Yeah. Good. Um. So more target um, farming, by the way, as well too. So. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so what was I saying? So one of the things that we haven't talked about is that they're changing the way that items work, and so the monster le- the monster level will increase the base item uh power level i'm, I'm yep. losing myself here but yeah the higher the monster level is the higher the item level is and it can go above uh 825 the new cap is going to be like 925 i believe um and so the the tree whispers will drop 
uh, I had it here for a second, and now I can't find it in the list again. I think it was like 10 or 20 item levels higher than what like your level should be. Um, so it will, you know, stay at least competitive. Uh, yeah, upgraded. So regular caches are 10 item power. Upgraded caches are now 20 item power. Uh, and you know, the which, sigils that the caches are dropping were always going to be within five levels of the highest one you've completed, I, too. So I don't get like a 26 when I'm doing right. 40. Yeah, which yeah. is great. That's a huge uh, which is, again, yeah, uh, again, great. Um, and but that will cap out, you know, right. at level at level 100, you know, because it's will just be the plus 20 item power levels to your level 100 gear. You can surpass that doing nightmare dungeons. Right. You can you can get you know because that that's only gonna cap out at like you know what 8:45 something along those lines or somewhere in between. I don't I don't remember what the math is and it's too late at night for me to try to remember. But it will it will it will cap out and you will get higher item level stuff through Nightmare Dungeons. So it will drop off. Yeah, but they're also like they're also increasing like what is it the um increasing the rewards for like events that you're going to find in the world and in dungeons, uh, you know, yeah. and basically like fixing like the broken ass NPCs that die to like a uh, little spider poisoning them in, in dungeons as well too. So like a lot, of, again, but these are all quality of life things that through beta testing, like would have come out very easy. I'm glad they're happening, but they, they feel like softball wins. Hey, we'll take them. Let's take the wins. They're good. But um, now we can move on to bigger, more pressing problems, which again, we still have another two-hour live stream, so I'm sure there's quite a bit they're addressing in that live stream when it comes to itemization. It looks like it's completely focused around itemization and like the stuff that they're doing in that regard. Maybe some skill tree uh, and class balance stuff too. I think. Yeah, class balance is also going to be. Included. Yeah, so I'm. I mean, obviously, as a as a sorcerer player who's been on a roller coaster fucking ride since Diablo 4 started, I'm really listening intently there. Um, super excited, you know. So. Um, I also think, and I hesitate to say this, but everyone knows that I've been a, a Nancy about Nightmare Sigils since beta. Um, it seems like they finally did the thing that I want them to do, which is remove objectives and just let me go kill the boss. Um, and that makes it more of a regular dungeon than a Nightmare Dungeon to me. Uh, there's still going to be dungeons that have objectives and things like that, but there and are you're just not going to play them. Yeah, I'm going to shard all of those. I'm literally just going to go do the ones with with no objectives. And I, I mean, we'll see how that plays out, right? Like, oh. I think in small doses, the other dungeons are fine. Just like in small doses in Diablo 3, bounties are fine. Um, but, you know, doing 20 straight rounds of full act one through five bounties because you haven't got your fucking ring to drop makes you want to gouge your eyes out. Um, and I felt that in the new season of Diablo 3, by the way. I had really bad luck on my ring of Royal Grand Jury, so... Um, but yeah, again, we'll see how it plays out. But I really think that's going to be a positive change for Nightmare Sigils. I still feel how I feel about Nightmare Sigils. And again, the the point remains kind of coming back to what we we're talking about, about the negatives is that like, OK, I've cleared a Nightmare Sigil 100. What is my incentive to go clear another Nightmare Sigil 100? Is there incentive there? And there might not be, and that's OK. But that's what I think the key that's missing that's going to make a, a bigger impact on the at least the hardcore fan base and player base that plays a lot of time are going to keep us engaged a bit longer. Um, you know, and I think that's why, like, with Diablo 3, typically a week or two, we're done with the season. Diablo 4, it was about the same. Diablo 2, like, I'll play that ladder off and on, not quite as hard as I played Diablo 3, Diablo 4, but jumping in, just doing trav runs, whatever, to find loot and just grinding to level 99 is the long grind there. So that's why I think them shortening the level 100 grind in Diablo 4 hits me the way it does. But again, that could just be the Diablo 2 nerd in me, and I probably should need to get over that, so. I'm I, I'm with you on the the, the shortening of the 
the the road to 100 i i do like it being longer um you know not longer for longer sake right but like when yeah especially with as you mentioned before you know like when you have these new things that are happening and you're enjoying it when things aren't dropping but you're still making that small incremental progress towards a new paragon point or something like that it still feels like your time is being valued right yeah, uh, yeah. but if that becomes if that becomes too short then you don't have another new paragon point you just have that that thing that you've been looking for hasn't dropped right. um so always having like that just that little bit extra is nice i, um, I would love it but, if Dorial gave you like a big old buttload of xp right so like to give me like while i'm farming all this stuff and doing this stuff like i killed during i get like you know a bar like two bars of xp for it that'd make it even better right that kind of gives me more incentive to want to grind him out to one get better loot and two still getting good xp for doing it too so i'm not sacrificing one for the other um we'll see how that it typically that's not the case in diablo games boss killing is not how you get xp but hey that'd be a cool that'd be a cool little add-on too i just like the idea of killing Duriel again repeatable, repeatable ancients Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> that that, that, that kind of sounds cancer now that you mentioned it. Never mind. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the wrong answer. Uh, I just finished my hell playthrough like the other day, so that hits home. Hits <laughs> home. Yeah. But they my... also, again with Nightmare Sigils, they improved some some of the the layouts. They made it more linear, less back and sidetracking, which they had already fixed a little bit. Now it's, it looks like it's even better. Um, like Nine said, Drifting I, Shade still sucks. Night, Lightning Storm still sucks. You know, those things still yeah. suck. But yeah, I, one of the so one of the things that I liked that they were t going through and talking about with the Nightmare design, it wasn't it was the Nightmare Dungeon design. It wasn't even so much that they made them more linear. It's that they made it easier to tell that I've made a wrong turn. Yeah, yeah. the way that they the way Sorry, that I, they kind of. No, I mean no, I mean you're not you're not wrong cuz in essence it is more linear because you're you it's easier to find your path but they they specifically were like going about it in a a cool, you know, way of instead of just making the um greater rifts just follow this course, you right. know, um uh, you know, it, it it's more that you know, oh, I've missed a turn somewhere. You know, because that's yeah. what happens in Nightmare Dungeons right now. It just you're like halfway through the dungeon when you realize, oh, there is a prisoner back there in that one little offshoot that I have to yes. now run back to. It's yeah. it's they're making the maps so that way it is a much it's much easier to tell and be able to look at the tile set and be like, I know where the prisoners are at. You know, something that is kind of like a holdover from Diablo 2, a skill I never learned. You know, but you could actually look at tile sets and be able to figure out. If, oh like, yeah, for sure. Through, through the flare jungle, you know. That, well, I don't that, know that one. Was, but... Yeah, you know, there's <laughs> like the speedrunners got that, but it, you, go through, you could you could immediately load in, like just see like a couple of tiles and kind of like know where like the layout is. This is the portal going to be the left or the right? You know, type yeah. type uh, scenarios. So. I, I, I that was another positive change that I actually really liked is that they they made they made navigating the nightmare dungeons easier without making them completely linear. Yeah. Except for maybe the ones with no objectives where it is just straight line to the boss. And who knows. Which I'm yeah. so excited for. We'll see how that goes. Because I mean that creates a really cool opportunity where like okay now I can go just grind and kill things for XP. 
I could do a nightmare sigil that's way higher than me to get you know, boosted XP gains and and clear it out. I mean, yeah, I can just run straight to the boss, but in those situations, I'm gonna want to just clear like where I know the density is at, right? Hit this room, hit this room, hit this room, hit the density, and then go to the boss. So I can optimize my time better. At least, I mean, in theory, we'll see how it plays out. But I assume that's how it's gonna kind of work, and I'm really excited for that. Um, again, I don't think the dungeon design is bad. It's the fucking bounties that are like shoved in the middle of those dungeons that I have disliked. I, I think it also just, you know, it, it continues to add play your way. You know, yeah. I especially it's the difficulty in the game isn't like quite there to have, you know, like um, doing 150s in Diablo 3 where you have right. your mob clearer and you have your boss killer, you know. And then your um, needs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that in this one you can go through. I'm running XYZ Dungeon because like I really can't handle mob packs, but I can kill a boss really quickly. So I'm just running through everything because it has no objectives in order to stop me from like getting there. Uh, I don't really have to focus on it too much, you know, versus something that, you know, might be able to like kill mobs easier and not, and then struggle with the boss. I know that that doesn't right. really exist in the game, um, even at the nightmare dungeon 100, um, just because of the differences between like the mob and the boss scalings and such, and the bosses being like the easiest mob in the, in the dungeon, but at least creating that type of loop now does give, the possibility of reinforcing that with changes further down the line. Yeah. We're, we're getting long. Um, do. Okay. Okay. We're going to go too long. Yeah, and now we, we haven't even talked about mounts yet. Or or the the stash space slash item itemization stuff that's gonna make us so much happier with how much room we have. Okay, so or, you, or just you, at auto salvaging, you know, non ancestral gear for you in the dungeon. Yeah, so I don't which accidentally is... pick it up and get mad at myself. Yeah, I have a sacred. What is this sacred doing <laughs> in my inventory? And you're not picking up gems. Um, so. Okay, nine ball. You get mouse. Nerdwords. You get the other thing. Um, <laughs> you you get two minutes to expound on how great that is, and uh, we'll we'll get to the end here because I'm afraid we could just keep talking, and um, yeah, then nobody in Trinidad and Tobago is going to make it through this long of a podcast. I know, It'd be terrible. I know. So let's not do that to them. All right. Uh, nine ball. Mount. Mount up. So they increased the base speed. So your your in town speed has been increased by 15%. That's good. Um, they have increased the duration of the spur. Uh, and I believe also another one of the new urns that they're adding in, in the season reduces the cooldown on spurring to the point where you'll basically be able to move at max speed in the open world 100% of the time. Um, so you're just, you're getting point A to point B faster. Anyone that's played an ARPG can tell you probably one of the most significant bonuses that you can get for increasing your clear speeds is movement speed. Uh, they also are changing and reducing the cooldowns for dismounting using combat skills or getting forced dismounted by mobs. There's an argument there for people saying there shouldn't be a cooldown to begin with, but 
Those you know, people don't play it, PvP. Yeah, it, it it's like it's a PvP thing. It's a uh, it's a a world interaction thing, you know, as well type uh, stuff. Um, but they're improving tracking. Um, you can you can spur through barricades. You know, they're it it's uh it's a whole new game, a whole new whole new horse race, um, as it were. <laughs> when, when it comes to uh, when it comes to mounts, yeah. So uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be hoofing it uh, through the world a lot faster. So there you go. It's uh, I you, I think you I concede my time back to the floor. Yeah, I I think you hit on uh, a lot of good uh, a lot of good horse puns in there as well. So I appreciate that. Um, I, I tried to shoo him in. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <sighs> Let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. Okay, uh, nineball, nineball nerd words. Ugh, you guys in your end names. I know it's terrible. Um, yeah, so basically, um, they're not giving us a loot filter, but they kind of are through their own means. Um, essentially, once you hit World Tier Three, uh, white, blue, and non-sacred yellow items in World Tier Three will just drop as crafting materials instead of items. Won't clutter up your inventory. Will go straight to your crafting tab. Reduces time and and reduces clutter, uh, which is huge. Uh, and then same thing for World Tier Four for non-ancestral rares, whites and blue items as well too, which is huge. Um, those are very, very positive changes I'm super excited about. Um, and honestly, just again, very similar to the other change we talked about with the town movement, right? Um, just less time needed in town, which is great, right? Let me go smash things more. Um, that's the biggest problem that I had with Diablo 4 was it was feeling a little bit like Path of Exile, town simulator. So I'm glad it's not. And people are going to crucify me for saying it felt like Path because it doesn't feel like Path at all. You know what I mean? Um, the other part that I would say is, is that, you know, I think that uh, the, the gems is a huge change. We've all been bitching and moaning about gems for a while, and now gems will drop, drop as gem shards that you then take to the jeweler to craft into gems. I'm hoping it's like you craft the gem that you want out of a universal gem shard, but it might be specific gem shards. I'm not quite sure of that exactly, um, but we'll see how that plays out. Either way, gems will not be in your inventory until you craft them. And then let's say you've got a bunch of gems because you crafted a bunch of gems and you don't need them anymore. You can actually salvage them to make them turn back into crafting materials. So basically gems will be a non-issue, which is huge. That paired with all the random bullshit that you pick up, um, you know, those are huge changes. And then the sorting feature. Uh, we are going to be able to sort legendary aspects. Um, and we're going to be able to sort, uh, you know, legendaries with those aspects on them. They did clarify both of those points, which is huge. I don't expect it to be perfect off the bat, but if you really need the smiting power and you click sort, you'll be able to put all the smiting powers together and not have to like thumb through and find the damn smiting powers wherever it's at, uh, just as an example. So that's huge. That's a huge uh, change and win. Um, yeah, so really, really excited about that. I'm trying to think of what else would have affected stash space. Uh, they t they did say there's no announcement for more stash space now, but I'm guessing from a developer standpoint, they want to see how much this clears up the problem. And if we're still clamoring for stash space, news alert, we're Diablo players. We're always going to clamor for more stash space, but you know better than we do. Don't give us our candy, okay? Um, we're good on stash space. People need to quit being hoarders. Um I say that I play um, one character. I'm such a turd. Right. Uh, I play one character, so I don't need the space because I'm right. terrible. Um, but yeah, no. So a lot of great quality of life things that we've talked about for a long time, and they're coming. And that's really, really good. Um, you know, and then of, of course, like the the whole renown thing, right? We didn't even mention the renown thing. You will not have to grind renown at all. It's done. It is done. You will start the season. You have all your renown unlocked, which is great, and you'll have additional waypoints unlocked. Not all of the waypoints, but additional waypoints unlocked. 
um, to be able to move around the world a little bit faster right off the jump, which is great. Um, you'll have all of your, what is it, your, you'll have your skill points, your potion capacities, your max obols and paragon points earned from renown will all persist between characters, including dead hardcore characters that you had in season one, but not preseason. Yeah. So really, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Okay. Oh, so character slots. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> there are a lot of good things. And yeah, there it is. Um, there are a lot of good things coming, which is great. Uh, one question I think I, is a nice one to end on here. Are you going to buy the battle pass for this season? No. I'm both. Probably the ten dollar one. Hmm. And I um, said my caveat there is that we'll see how it plays out. They got to win me back. I'm a little annoyed with how the first one went, but hmm. there's a possibility I could. But I'm not. I'm going to hold out as long as I can. As I mentioned on a previous podcast, I have eighty dollars worth of platinum that's still just sitting there. So it's like, why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. I don't have that, so I should yeah. probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I was talking pre-show. I'm still not sold on the battle pass at the moment. Um, I didn't get a lot out of the first one. Um, I mean, I got all of the things, but it just, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't as exciting as I kind of hoped. Um, but we'll see. And maybe when we get to play with it a little bit more, maybe I'll get hit with that FOMO. And I'll drop that ten bucks. I would. I, I can definitely say with certainty, I will not buy the twenty five dollar one. I, mean, I feel no need for the accelerated pass um, at all. The accelerated pass, and if it's just like again, like a emote, then I don't. Not for fifteen dollars. Um, yeah. I I think you know it's like I got a thing for vampires. It's vampiric armor. It you know looks cool enough. The splash screen. I will say, even though I'm not allowed to talk negatives anymore, I'm gonna. Think <laughs> time back, uh, that it looks like they're going again with kind of like the role playing RP for the free armor. We've only seen like the one thing, and so it's kind of like, eh, meh, whatever. But you know, I I do hope that's something that they improve. I, I do also want to say too that there's to anyone listening, there's a ton we did not talk about. There's just mm-hmm. we we just can't. Of, notes uh like i didn't mention the best thing about anything i mentioned is there's stash search feature not just the sort but you can search now that's huge right like these are so many cool things so again i implore you guys to go go look at the the notes read through them really digest them it never My... changes to the minions not attacking invulnerable monsters anymore mm-hmm. um yeah. that's humongous I would play Necro, and I, I'm I'm happy for you guys. So, I would I would say that if anybody is seeking this podcast out, you probably already saw those notes. Probably so. And if not, PureDiablo.com's got a great post about it. Yeah. So I mean, you can always go there. Um, but I I would like to imagine that anybody who's finding us is well versed. Um, also, I don't want the pressure of being able to deliver all that news to you guys. There's way too much. So you know. Take a look. And I'm tired. Yeah. Look at what look at what you're doing to our boy nine ball. Look at how tired he is. It's been a long day. Um and yet he shows up for you. And like, the only thing we ask 30, is your time. Like thirty minutes into the show, I took a sleeping pill too, so <laughs> nice. Nice. 
Nine's actually I, robo tripping right now. It, it, it's in order for me to actually fall asleep, I have to. So I have to take the gotta take the medication, and it's on a timer. So it takes like an hour or so in order to set in. So like it's it's hitting me now. <laughs> How many podcasts have you been on? Nighttime medicine. <laughs> And just like mid conversations, like I'm done. That's it. I'm out of here. Like, oh, there it goes. It just kicked in. Woo! Yep. <laughs> Good night. Um. Well, hopefully, everybody else is not on uh, a sleeping pill while they're listening. Um. That's great. That that's just good information good to know um and i think from here on out just go back watch a few episodes and see if you can find when uh when nine balls about to crash see where he's at this is actually the first first time that i've done it because i burned myself too much staying up till midnight chatting with you fuckers <laughs> and then like then falling asleep at like two o'clock in the morning or something like that so yeah uh, I've, I've, I've got a really busy schedule and all that i I need my sleep, so that's that's yeah, fair. I'm, uh, I'm preparing on this one. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think there is still plenty more to talk about, and I I would imagine both of you will be free next week, so we can do that with the next reveal uh, on okay. what's happening on the tenth. Um, Taylor's just coming next week. Oh, nice. Oh, so you're gonna be busy, huh? You're Swifty nine ball. Whether whether I'm a Swifty or not, she's still coming. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't get a say in the matter, but you know. I would. I'll just I would shake have... it off. Oh my God, y'all are fucking terrible. <laughs> Jesus. Yikes. Now the Swifty. That was. That was also horse puns. Okay, that was terrible. Oh man. Oh. Okay, we're devolving. Um, and. Nineball's pun skills are only getting better as he is getting sleepier, so this is dangerous. <laughs> um, something's happening. I would check check the medication on that. But uh, so we will get together next week to kind of dig into uh, what we learn about resistances, classes, items, um, and then obviously kind of detail out what we plan to do in the season because we're not that far away. Um, you know, it is under two weeks until we will be delving into the seasonal blood, uh, which is wow. exciting. Um, two weeks at this time will be two days in, which is insane. So. Uh, the only thing we have to do is close it out as we always do with a moo, moo, moo. Moo, moo, moo. Moo. Good.